0: i'm izzy and my guest today is super 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 dope he's someone that is constantly educating the next generation of latins about finances and everything like that and also talking and embracing his struggle uh so chris from latin wealth and a beautiful struggle podcast thanks for joining me
1: what's going on izzy man thank you for having me here it's it's a pleasure and I, I feel honored to be on this platform. So thank you, man, for reaching out and having me on, on the platform. I'm, I'm excited for today. I've been looking forward to this conversation all day, for real. <laughs> wow. Let's get, it. Let's, Let's get, get it. it. Let's get it. Now I'm,
0: now I'm energized. I'm completely energized. <laughs> Let's do That's it. That's awesome. So uh, for the people that are tuning in today that don't know who you are, may not have come across the podcast or anything like that, do you want to give a brief intro as to who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah. Who, who am I? So first and foremost, I'm a God-fearing man. I'm a husband. I'm a family guy. I'm a creative. I'm someone that wants to make an impact on our community. And I would say I'm a lifelong learner, right? I'm always constantly looking for ways to learn, not only so I can educate other people, but I just love something about learning, man. I just love it a lot. Um, yeah. And I guess a little bit about what I do. Was that the second question? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A little bit about what I do. I'm a podcaster. So as Izzy stated, um, and shout out to you for, I have to just quickly say, shout out to you for creating this platform, man. And like, shout out to your team for allowing you to do this because uh, a lot of other companies out here, they wouldn't let this fly. And um, it speaks volumes to where you guys are coming from, what you guys do. Just had to throw that out there. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So um, beautiful struggle podcast started that about three years ago. My focus around that was I really wanted to tell the stories of entrepreneurs and people that have overcame some type of struggle and reached some a level of success in their life and I really wanted to tell that story because I know there's many other people out there that are struggle whatever in whatever area of life they're in right and I wanted to create that representation for people that whatever you're going on whatever's going on in your life you can overcome it um not only can you overcome it but here's an example of how you can do it or here's an example mm. of someone that came from somewhere you came from that looks like you and that's doing it at a high level right so from there, that birth the latin wealth podcast which uh, i'm super passionate about and something that i'm really focused on right now and mm. that's based around educating the Latino community about entrepreneurship, business, investing, um, and things of that nature, and even how to take care of your mental health, right? Um, I think there is, there's a lot of people out there that are speaking about these topics as Latinos, but there's not enough of them. And I think right. there is a void there that I wanted to fill. And um, yeah, I've been been doing the Latin Wealth Podcast for, I would say, about a year now. Okay. Um, Getting back to it being a lot more consistent. But yeah, we're focused on educating the Latino community about, again, business, entrepreneurship, and things of that nature. When we talk
0: wealth and then we start to bring in the word mental health or the the term mental health, like those are two things that unfortunately have like, I guess in a sense, they have both positive and negative impacts on one another. So what have you really... What are the stories what's like one story that's really stood out from the Latin Moth podcast that you were like, "Yo, this is something I'm gonna use like tomorrow
1: type of thing dang that's that's a good question. you're putting me on the spot, <laughs> man, I mean, I think recently I had a young lady on and her her thing is educating about the the, the Latino community about finances and whatnot, but she always went back to taking care of you and your household before you made any investments, And what I mean by that is if you go online and you hear some of these financial gurus online, they say, put your money in here, put your money in uh, this stock and this crypto and yeah. buy my course and buy that. But what a lot of people don't realize is some of us are not ready to make that investment outwardly. Mm. Right? So one thing that she would always say is on the podcast, you. She would always say, like, make sure you're taking care of your household. You're taking care of your family, making sure that you guys are taking care making sure your bills are taken care before you step out and you start investing in these different companies or these different projects or business, right? Take care of yourself first. Take care of your family. Make sure you have a good foundation. Then you can start investing in these different projects and business and whatnot, right? And I think a lot of times online we see the opposite. We see, like, no, just put your money... where, where your mouth is and, you know, take care of the rest later, which, you know, taking care of your mental health, man, and taking care of your family and your household first is is very critical.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's crazy. I came across you on Instagram. One of my homies shared the, the podcast and I ended up following you, uh, listening to the podcast and everything like that. And just the the finance space is, has always been one that I've been super far from. So it's I, I, definitely not a topic that I cover on my show, but it's definitely something that like I listen to because like, let's be honest, like I've made plenty of financial bad mistakes. I'm 28 years old. I had to look at my watch to see how old I am, um, <laughs> right, but right, right. I'm 28 I'm years age, old. And That's all good. <laughs> I'm the same age. It's all love. <laughs> and It's like you've made all these like little types of, uh, and not little for me. like, I've made these huge financial decisions that like negatively impacted me, but Mm -hmm. just to know that I'm not the only one that's been in my position. And also like there's ways to get myself out of it and just hearing the stories as to like the, the steps and the the different things that people did to get themselves out of it. That, that means so, so much for someone like me and I'm sure plenty of others.
1: For sure. And I always tell people it's never too late. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's, I know we talk about finances a lot on the podcast, but I always want to have a good mix of like, again, taking care of your mental health and just understanding where you're at in life and understanding what wealth means to you. A lot of time we think of wealth. We think of a million dollars. We think of a Bugatti. We think of Lamborghinis and all that. It's like, man, not everybody wants that. You know, that doesn't, that, Mm -hmm. that definition of wealth is not for everybody, right? Wealth could simply mean, I have made enough money in my life where I can take a day off to go to my child's soccer game or go Mm -hmm. to my son's basketball game, you know what I'm saying, during the day. I don't got to, maybe I don't have to ask somebody. Um, You know, growing up, unfortunately, my parents couldn't make it to a lot of my sporting events and whatnot, and I didn't have Mm -hmm. any family in the stands. But so for me and my wife, we're like, okay, we want to design our life in a way where if there's a recital, if there's a sporting event, we can just get up and go. If we want to take our child to Disneyland in the middle of the week of the middle of the day, we want to feel empowered to do that. So I think asking ourselves what wealth means and not, and not only, but like, I don't want people to feel intimidated by the financial information. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right. No. Yeah. That's that intimidation factor is huge. Right. Like, I mean, even for me, like I start to hear some of the huge terms that are thrown out. I'm like, yo, I don't know what they're talking about. I'm going to change it or anything like that. So that's, it's super, super cool that like, you're actually like just breaking it down so that anybody can learn and anybody can listen more than anything.
1: Yeah, if I can throw this last tidbit in there, um, you know, I'm someone, I'm not a financial expert at all. I'm not someone mm-hmm. that's been investing in a long time at all. Like it's been maybe a couple years that I've been investing, but what I do is I educate myself enough and I bring on the right people so they can help build the platform and build the community. So I'm right there with you, man. There's some of these terms, I'm, I'm interviewing people. I'm like, dang, I don't know what that is. I need to write off this interview. I need to go research that. Or even yeah. before that, I need to like, make sure I know everything that they do in their industry. So I'm educating myself. It can be intimidating for myself, for the person that has created the platform, so.
0: So let's, let's go, let's kind of transition a little bit into your like upbringing, everything like that was, was being a podcaster always like the North star for you? Cause it definitely wasn't for me. I'll tell you that.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Podcasting was never the North star, which is funny. You know, growing up, I moved around a lot in life. I don't know how detailed you want to get, but I moved around a lot in life, man. I was, I was born in LA Moved to Portland, Oregon, lived there for a period of time, and then moved back down to Sacramento, where I grew up. Um, I moved there on my 13th birthday. I was literally in a U-Haul van driving to Sacramento on April 11th of my birthday. That's how I spent my birthday. Uh, but, you know, it, it's all good. I grew up in Sacramento, and then when I was, like, around 19, I moved back down to Southern California, and then um, eventually moved, uh, Eventually, made my way to Dallas. But, no... Um, growing up my passion and my love was basketball Mm -hmm. like my idol was kobe bryant i wanted to be like kobe you know what i'm saying so um and after a while you know you in high school you kind of like okay i don't think basketball i don't know how far it's gonna take me Mm -hmm. so one thing i knew was i always wanted to make an impact and i always wanted to take care of my family that was it that's like that's all i really knew and over the years after trying things and after like just trying to find my purpose, um, I came to podcasting and I didn't know I was going to enjoy it as much as I do. And I think it's a phenomenal way for me to express myself, to educate people, and also to connect with other folks, right? Um, I connected with you. You listened to our podcast. I was able to connect yeah. with you. So um, I'm really passionate about it, man. And it's, it's crazy because I never in a million years would have thought I'd be doing what I'm doing today.
0: That's wild. Honestly the, the podcasting thing came out of nowhere for me. Um as well. But just like being able to one talk to dope people like yourself and so many others, like that's that's amazing to me. Like I'm sitting I'm sitting in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, like but I'm talking with you in Dallas. Like earlier I was talking with Andres from Five Four and Cheeky Cheeky Boom Boom. Um, who like literally like he started or he's a co founder in um I'm sorry. Oh, young and reckless, like Menlo Club, like all that stuff. And I'm like, yo, I'm, I always have to tell myself, like, yo, if I wasn't podcasting, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't be talking to you today. I wouldn't be talking to all these other people. So that's super, super dope. Um, When it comes down to your upbringing uh, and everything like that, I I read an article. uh, I think it was a shout out LA article uh, about you. And one of the things, I, I believe the article started with, uh, a quote and it said the biggest risk is not taking a risk at all where does that really stem from for you
1: it stems from growing up I've always felt like and I've, I've even talked to my therapist about this Rose how deep it is <laughs> like mm. I've always felt like I was never given and a lot of people probably feel like this they could probably relate they weren't given the right hand they were given like if you playing por- poker I don't know how to play poker mm-hmm. but I know you know you got to have a good hand to win. Um, just like any sport, a lot of people, they weren't given a good hand. So I felt like every opportunity I had to take advantage of it. Right. So like early on, I cut out drinking, partying, smoking. I cut all that out because I was like, I need to be on point every single day. I need to be on point Saturday morning. When I wake up, I have to be on point because I just don't know when my opportunity is is gonna come for me. I don't know when that card that I need to win the game is gonna come for me. So I've always felt like I needed to be on point and I always felt like the only way for me to get to the next level is you gotta take risk. If you look at anybody successful out there that has done something great, they've taken some level of risk. And for me, I've always been a risk taker and I've always enjoyed taking risks, right? To calculate a risk, right? We don't wanna do nothing crazy to put our family in harm or like financial situations, but there's gonna be times in your life for you to stretch and really elevate. You're gonna need to take, you're gonna need to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. That's the only way you're gonna learn and grow. So by someone not taking a risk is a risk in itself. You you know what I'm saying? If you really sit there and think about it. Uh, But yeah, that's where it's kind of stemmed from. I've always been the type of person where like, I need to be on point. I need to be able to like make sure Uh, My mental clarity is there. I need to make sure I'm in shape because I just don't know what is going to happen. That's just the extreme I think of, you know what I'm saying? When I think of, you know, creating risk and, you know, on my life journey, I would say.
0: You mentioned something earlier, uh, something that has helped me a ton. Uh, Anybody that listens to the podcast regularly knows that my agency closed. Uh, I was left with probably 70K in debt um, from it. And I literally was just like, depressed like super depressed beginning of COVID like literally couldn't find a job like anything like that and the one thing that did help me was I was able to talk to someone uh, and that was really therapy and um, still do it to this day Uh, text my therapist quite a bit Uh, but when it comes down to actually talking with somebody as Latinos, uh, for a lo- for whatever reason, there's always been that bug in the back of our, our head saying like, oh, I'm, especially as men, um, but even outside of it, it's like, yo, we're too big for this. Like, I can get through this myself. And w- basically what I'm going to ask you is like, when did you know it was
1: time for you to go out and just talk to someone? It's funny. I've always... Felt like I needed to talk to somebody You know I have a Mm -hmm. great relationship With my mom and a great relationship With my sister we were talking before we hit record Uh, Once my wife Came into the picture that was another person That I can speak to but I think for me Those are three people I'm super Close with and three women that are Super close that I'm close with Nothing wrong with that but sometimes we need to get An outside perspective Besides them A perspective that they don't have a, an opinion or their feelings are not necessarily in it. Cause if I ask my wife or my mom about like, y'all want to launch this business, what do you think? They're going to say, hell yeah, do it. You know what I'm saying? Cause I am saying because they do not want to hurt my feelings. Right. But sometimes we got to take our feelings and emotions out of it and seek outside help. Right. And, um, man, when I've always felt like I needed to do it, but it wasn't till barely bro. Honestly, the beginning of this year, that I found a therapist and I've been going to, I've been meeting with her, it was weekly, bi-weekly, now it's like monthly type of thing, mm-hmm. but um, it, it's just something that I, I've been wanting to do. And it wasn't necessarily like, man, like something entirely wrong with me. I just wanted to continue to improve as a husband, and as a family man, and I wanted to dig deep to see what traumas in my path need to be addressed. So, I mean, I just I just took that leap again that risk like man I'm gonna take that risk and I'm gonna find a therapist right and for some people it may be like the right time for some people I've told people like I'm, I go to therapy they're like you're super young or you know whatever the case is I don't think none of that matters but um I, I don't I don't think there was like a moment in my time in my life where I was like man I'm down bad let me see a therapist it was just over time like I need it talk to somebody i need to right. get a different opinion from somebody else
0: so based off of that uh you had an interesting answer in that article uh to this question so i'm gonna ask the, i'm gonna re-ask the question from that article what's your why
1: man okay so look let's check this out yeah. in this seat right now you see one person but there's thousands and thousands of people that are sitting in this seat that i'm sitting in right now there's people that have sacrificed whatever in their life for me to be here talking to you with a microphone over this this app right so my why is my my are my ancestors the past generation the people that have sacrificed whatever they needed to sacrifice for me to be here my why is the next generation my little niece that i told you that just came over the weekend i look Mm -hmm. at her and i'm like man i gotta make sure that she doesn't grow up the way that we grew up and not necessarily that it was bad, but I want to make sure she gets the life that she deserved. I look at my wife and my my mom and I'm like, I want to take care of them and make sure they get the life that they deserve as well. So that's, that's really at the core. That's my why. My, my why is my family. That's why I do what I do. But also to take it a step further, there's people out there that needs the information and that need to hear these conversations that you and i are hearing they need to hear these things so people externally are my are my why as well so uh, man that that's just what drives me that's what keeps me going every single day is at the core is my family for sure
0: so as uh latinos we are typically told like yo go into the trades or go get a, be a doctor a lawyer what was the reception like from the family or like what was your reception when you realized like yo i'm a creative and things may not be as like a to b to c as everyone will like
1: oh man it's crazy so i'm grateful because my mom is actually super supportive like my mom and my wife they're like damn near my number one fans they're always supporting me when i had a clothing line and it failed they would order every single drop. You know, when I started the podcast, they listened to every episode, even when I only had a couple listeners. So for me, I was blessed to be in a situation where, as a Latino, my mom supported everything that I did. And, um, you know, other people in the for- family supported as well. But I can understand how it can be difficult for people out there on the fact that you got to keep in mind a lot of our parents and a lot of our grandparents, they come from different countries and mm-hmm. they come here, they work hard and they don't want to see us creatives going from A, Z, B, these, all these different crazy steps. They want us to see us in security and they want us to see us not struggle or go through any pain. Right. So even, even at times as an entrepreneur, I tell my, I might run an idea about my mom. She's like, man, if you want to do it, do it. But I can tell there's a little, you know, fear there, right. That hesitant because she's a mom and she wants to protect her children. So, um, I can definitely see that. And I mean, I I would say for creatives out there, it's honestly, it has to get to a point where you have to show them something, right. You have to show them what you've been Mm -hmm. creating, or it has to get to a point where in order for them to fully support you, what you're doing is going to have to support them.
0: It's crazy. I've been also super blessed because my parents are and my fiance and most of the family understand what I'm doing, which is great. But then two, they listen, they do, they, they do everything like you said. And for a long time, uh, there were certain people that did not and I let that bother me like a lot. And so, no, no, you're good. It's a it's another segue, but like, I think what's crazy, and as creatives, like what we deal with a lot is like, um, the the voices in the back of our heads saying, but they don't support you, or you need to be like that person, or anything like that. How do you deal with those voices?
1: I'm gonna tell you, it wasn't even necessarily a voice in my head. It was somebody actually in my family that told me. I told him like, Hey, I want to start a podcast and I want to help educate the Latino community about business, entrepreneurship, investing. And this may surprise you may surprise other people out there. I'm not going to say who it was cause they might listen to this, but they said, Hey, how are you going to start that podcast, that platform? If you don't even speak Spanish yourself, I don't news breaking news. I don't speak Spanish. It's mm-hmm. something that I'm working on and I need to work on. I know, but I did not let that stop me because yeah. again, it goes back to my why there's people out here that need this information. And if I wait until I learn Spanish, um, I don't know how long the average time is a year, two years. If I wait that long to, to build this platform, there's could be somebody out there that's missing out or that needs the information as soon as it needs to be put out. Right. So even though that was a physical voice telling me like, who do you think you are basically creating this? In the moment, I felt like damn, by who am I? I don't even speak Spanish, right? I'm right. a proud I'm a proud Puerto Rican, but I don't speak Spanish. I didn't let that stop me, man. I couldn't let it stop me because again, it goes back to my why, it goes back to what you asked me. Um, why do you do this? So I kept going and here we are. We we still going to keep going.
0: Damn. So uh, what's crazy is the last like four episodes that I've actually spoken uh, or recorded for the Hispanic Heritage Month campaign have been with mostly people, or we've at least covered the fact of Latinos in the States that don't speak Spanish. So I'm wondering, growing up in Sacramento, um, obviously not knowing your background or anything like that, was that a not a choice, but was that something that you were conscious of that you're like, no, I don't, I don't want to speak Spanish. Cause like for me, I don't, I don't speak Spanish at all, but like if I get down to the Island and I'm fully immersed, I'll start like, it, it'll catch on, but I understand it completely. But I was talking with Brittany Chavez of shop Latinx. She's the CEO and she's like, yo, I started this brand of shop Latinx and I'm, like, I don't speak Spanish. And, like, some people get mad about that, but, like, it, it's a reality for mo- most Latinos that are still, like, very, very proud of their heritage, but just don't speak the, the
1: dialect. Exactly. And it's, I think it's kind of a, a toxic thing that goes on in our community because I was speaking to another young lady. I don't want to butcher where she was from. I think she was from the Middle East. But she was telling me, or she was telling me that her husband is Latino and she's, I think from the middle East. And she was basically saying that she doesn't speak their language, but their family is like, Oh, it's, it's okay. You'll learn. You'll be all right. You know, it's all good. But her husband's family who is Latino, it's like, you don't speak Spanish, which you ain't, you ain't Puerto Rican. You ain't, you know what I'm saying? You don't speak Spanish. And I just recently heard that at the gym and I'm like, all right, whatever. But, um, growing up, you know, just in my neighborhood, honestly, the way we grew up, we just, we just all speak, we spoke English. We spoke with a lot of slang and it wasn't that I didn't want to speak Spanish. People would ask me like, do you speak Spanish? I just say no. And that would be the end of it. Right. It wasn't too, it wasn't too much deeper than that. Subconsciously, I think I've always wanted to learn Spanish. Um, but just when it's just your environment, everything, man, whatever environment you're in is where you're kind of, you know grow grow to be right and in my community we just a lot of slang and we spoke english and that was that and then my parents growing up they spoke to us in english which is not an excuse but it's just right
0: the way it was with andres just uh, recently i was speaking to him about it and he said so for some people um like some of his friends he they he literally said like hey like his parents didn't their parents didn't want them to speak spanish because they realized that, like, speaking Spanish, having the accent and everything like that negatively impacted their careers or just the way that people looked at them, which is wild to me. But it's also, like, I would, like, to this day, my I go to my grandparents' house. Sometimes they speak to me in Spanish. I respond in English. And that's how we have our conversations. Or they know English, too. So it's, like, whatever. And that's just... it. Mm. I think for a lot of people from the outsiders point of view that they look down on it they don't really realize as to why. I think uh this has been super super dope. I think the the coolest part about everything that you're touching and everything like that is that one you're so accessible. Like I slid in I think I slid into your DMs uh and, inter- and invited you on the show and everything like that. So Given that accessibility, there may be people that are interested in Latin Wealth, maybe a beautiful struggle, everything like that, and want to find out more and tune into your journey. Where can people find you? Where can people check out the pod?
1: So you can find me, myself, my um, Instagram mainly, um, just typing my name at Chris Bayoso. Um, you can find Latin Wealth on Instagram at Latin Wealth. We post clips there of like different pieces of content from the, the interview and whatnot, and we're really still working on redefining it and we want to my biggest thing right now for the rest of this year is just next level i want to take everything to the pot with the podcast next level so doing in-person interviews doing having conversations with people that are doing something unique right doing something unique in, in their industry in their space um so you can find us there um, if you go to if you want to listen to the podcast you can go to Apple podcast Spotify or wherever you may listen to the podcast just type in Latin wealth and will come up if you want to check out the beautiful struggle feel free to type that in as well. Um, yeah and that, that's pretty much it you can follow me on on, on Instagram mainly. We have TikTok as well. We're still trying to we're working on growing that account, but yeah, just just slide slide in my DMs on Instagram if you have any questions. Um, I answer everything. If you if you want to know about podcasting or how to start one, hit me up. It's all good. I'm here to help you guys out. What makes you strange on purpose? What makes me strange on purpose? That's a great question. So when I think of strange on purpose, I think of someone living and being their true authentic self someone that's not scared to, to be themselves, right. And to live in their truth. Um, but I think also more specifically, what makes me strange on purpose is whatever crazy idea I have, whatever crazy dream that I have. Um, I believe I can do it. Like whatever thought I have in my mind and whatever thought you guys have in your mind, if you can think it, you can literally do it. So, um, that's what makes me strange on purpose.